Welcome to a special edition of Kagan No Sai. This is Elias. I am the Watcher. Now, I used to host this show a couple of times over the last couple of years, but um, today we're just going to talk and focus on three particular shows that ended as of 18 hours ago. Um, actually, it's three shows, but one of them actually ended a little earlier than the other two. Takagi, which is known as Takagi Hen, or um, what is the name of the show called? It's Takagi Hen, or the other one, they have another name for it. I'm sorry. I didn't write it down fully. Hensuki, which is the short name for Can I Date a Person? even though she's a pervert. And Maidens of the Savage Season, old Maidens of the Savage Season. I just want to let you know that this particular podcast has been a, has done some episodes and we usually do, and I usually do not, it's not really a podcast, it's a radio show. It usually is done mostly for you know, we did like 10 or so episodes over the last two years, mostly in a three-month state because of other things, other shows that I was trying to do or other shows that were a part of their network that I do for this particular subjects, as it were. Um, being that as in May, um, I decided to do this special on Instagram. Um, no face reveal because we don't do any face reveals unless I have my mask on or what have you. It is what it is for that. But Kagan No Side talks up. Kagan Kagan No Side talks about the Japanese me- the medium of anime, how it affects the audience and so forth which shows which pro shows really change the game and which shows somewhat change the game and and which shows are just for entertainment and which shows are just basically trash and this summer in particular a lot of these shows started out wonderfully some of them had interesting endings others did not have impactful endings but i was taken in by a certain message done by tisuko inkling who i follow on who the site follows uh, on the the account Doga Queen follows on Instagram. And I was taken in by some of the comments that he said about this particular show. And so gathering some of my notes and looking at these three particular shows, I think it was interesting to talk about. So I just want to go through each show. It is not a full review of each show. That is not possible within the time period that I want to talk about this particular thing. But I think that one of the reasons why I decided to do this is to showcase 
um, the different the different ideals of how love is compared to the reality and certain things that I have seen on Instagram and where that particular platform and social media compared to other platforms in the rest of the social media sphere, internet sphere, if you want to call it, the any Twitter, any gram, what have you, and how it sees itself as a whole in particular with the rest of these things as well. I don't want to say anything that Tagagi-san is a this is their second season and in the second season the young man starts to step up a little bit more and what I mean by step up a little bit more he becomes more assertive but she continues to tease him these are a bunch of uh, you know, middle schoolers and what have you, actual middle schoolers, as it were. Um, and so when you see, and so Inkling stated that it's not overly centralized, it's not overly centralized, it's not all this day, it's not this huge fan service thing or whatnot. It is about love, how it's idealized, and so on. Now, I'm not saying he's wrong. I believe he's absolutely correct, but you have to see it in the context of the other two shows, which are younger than this particular show, age-wise, as in type of uh, is when the show started first, the manga, that sort of thing, and whatnot. And we don't know if Hanzuki's gonna have a second season. Um, that being said, uh, I want to explain something about Maidens of the Savage Season and Hizuki, and I want to tie it into what, um, what Inkling said about Takagi-san. Hizuki in my honest opinion, cannot exist without Takagi-san. No, 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 let me let me explain this further. Takagi-san cannot exist as an honest show without shows like Hizuki and shows like Maidens of the Savage Season as a counterbalance to each one. If the show just existed as it is and it didn't have something like a, um, what is it? Something like a, uh, um, high school D&D or a, another show that they have, Imperium, that was done by Koani, Takagi-san will not have that type of space to tell its own story. I think the biggest mistake that animation all over the world has made that the Japanese have been accused of wrongly is developing things or leaving this particular genre to one particular, how do we call this, a ghetto in one particular place. 
because playing outside the field is not possible. This may be a mistake a lot of Western artists make when you look at this genre. Because the thing I recognize about Hizuki above all else and about somewhat about Maidens of the Savage Season above all else is that this is all about how this particular man is trying to find out who loves him in this world. Now, we don't know what's outside the world. That is not even important. To him, he don't even know. He's not even necessarily supposed to know. He's supposed to focus on what is in front of him. And so, what the beautiful thing about this show, even though you can consider it weep trash, the beautiful thing about this particular show is that the mystery kept everybody on heels and everybody was a suspect. They wrote it even though despite the fact they wrote it as, they wrote it not as strong as the mysteries uttered it, but they kept people involved with the story as long as possible. And that is not, and that has to be commended, despite the fact it ended up being the adopted sister, officially, of the main lead. Now, you have to also understand that in this particular term, the young man also sees what types of intrigues women do in order to convince themselves that they deserve that particular man's attention. This is something that is also explained in Meetings of the Savage Season, but they do it in a more of a Josie form. One is done in a sentence form, the other's one is done in Josie form. In the Josie form, there is way more ac accumulation or aggregation, as it were. I wouldn't say accumulation, but aggregation of female-based emotions and how it is reacted and how it is seen. But that doesn't necessarily mean Hizuki is not filled with emotion, emotion either. You get the sense that, yeah, they playing around, but, they, but he is actually concerned about all of these things. And he really wants to know what is this all about? The interesting thing about the two main lead is that actually the three main leads in each of the three series, each of those three men and the three young men in those particular series are doing the exact same things and being tempted by the same women in different contexts, in different situations. And it is fascinating for those of us who were raised up in the Dragon Ball Z era and all these days to see how each of these three stories concerning 
between the love between men and women are being showcased heterosexual love between men and women and how it is being showcased as it were whereas you have given which deals more with um yaoi and other particular shows such as Imperium, which deals with Yuri and all those particular things. But it is somewhat rare to see a more set inside, mains, not necessarily mainstream, conservative, not necessarily conservative, traditional side and in a juicy side of how men and women see each other. Uh, from youth to your younger age and then older, as it were. Hello, how you doing, uh, Brian? We're just talking about the three shows that aired recently. The three shows being Takagi-san, Hizuki, and Maidens of the Savage Season. You noticed it on Instagram, right? So let me just continue. I wrote some notes down, so don't worry. Um... Even it, it, so, in in anime, rarely we finally get a space for all three shows to exist, even in the same season. That's good. I'm doing fine as well. We each get these shows to be done in the same season, as it were. I'm sorry about that delay, folks. You know how these did. We were always busy. Um, it gives a space for each of these shows to exist in its own space. And that is extremely important because in other parts of the world and in different parts of the industry, maybe with the exception of France, maybe somewhat the exception of Korea at times, maybe even somewhat the exception of Italy, maybe Brazil, sometimes it did, but this is more of an indictment on the United States and Canada in a way. They don't have the same type of maturity or enough space of maturity to have these types of shows air on these particular days. It has to be done in a way that is seen to be more acceptable towards these audiences, even if there is no particular um, highly sexualized content, or as it were, as in with the middle show, Takagi-san, or Maidens of the Savage Season, even though they are talking about sexuality and how things go in high school and whatnot. Maidens of the Savage Season is more accurate in the sense while females see emo if females see um relationships as it were and how they handle sex they're a little bit more accurate towards that that doesn't mean hizuki is a bad show in fact in some cases hizuki is more evolved then maids of the Saturday season and you can sense that particular dichotomy in the episodes they were doing concerning the mystery as it were and how 
this man and how the main lead how he handled all the females in Hanzuki. Some of it extremely funny. Some of it uh, extremely tactical in certain ways. He showcases that he is, or he is able to become a man that every girl wants to be with. Which was basically the goal of the Hanzuki franchise uh, of this particular season of the series. Uh, if he's going to have a second season or not. The other side of it, uh, with Maidens of the Savage season, you get the sense that when it's done in the Josie side of the industry, and it's seen in a Josie manner, they take a lot of the female emotions, but you get the sense that they're a little bit blind. Not to sense necessarily, but to what boys see the ideal of it. Of the ideal that they did. you saw the main character being conflicted with the two female leads. You saw that conflict, especially during the train scene when he meets up with Shigiara, I believe, and he is trying to touch, and she makes him try to touch his ass, her ass. And in that particular sense, you have to understand that he loves the main female lead more than she loves her, but because she is tempted. This is all about, ultimately what it is, is that when human beings grow up, and this is what Hanzuki gets correct, this is what made him of the Savage season gets correct when men and women grow up in different levels or in different ages. And for a lot of young females, and they, and they all say this in school and whatnot, they start to grow up and by 16 years old, they're saying they're at their, they starting to understand and understand their feelings, emotional, physical, sexual, and all the rest of these things. And trying to navigate these feelings. What Hanzuki shows is how savage women can become in a sexual manner. What Meanings of the Savage Season shows us the emotions of that savagery. The interesting thing about both of these two shows is that the emotions of all the male leads, some of them are a little bit off-putting, but some of them are unusually well-kept because in Hizuki he was trying to find it, he was trying to find the panties. But in the other show, you also get the sense that you also get the sense that he is looking for something that I don't want to say feed off of. I want to say it is important for that relationship to, to see how 
women behave if pushed to a direction and how men handle that behavior and how they showcase that particular behavior. Now, what you see it is in the Japanese context. In a more of an American context, if each three of these shows were done, and in a more American context, you see it in the you see it in the movies that they do back in the 1980s, the Goonies, that sort of particular thing. You would have had this, that, the other thing, the Cooties thing, the whole nine yards and whatnot. In this one, you see how the Japanese talk to each other how they speak to each other, even though this is more of a kabuki-speaking language, not the language that actual Japanese use, but that's that's just um, not, that's not the, the, the mean, the, how they speak in those particular shows. But you see it in a different sense. And one of the different sense is, is that through the language, the two main leads in both Hizuki and Maidens of the Savage Season are all show how they have become more masculinized to these women and how these females start to look up to them in that particular context in, ja in Japanese language. So... Even though you're looking it for American eyes, that's fine. But understand that the way Japanese language is, it, is handled is that honorifics, all the rest of these particular things and whatnot, women automatically look up to men on an automatic sense through their language. And the actions both men took to get where they need to get to find the truth in Hanzuki's case... And then afterwards, him trying to reconcile the fact she's adopted, but she sees her more of her sister. He took care of her, that sort of thing and whatnot. And we don't know what happens in the end. They left it blank, which is kind of beautiful in a, in a strange way. Both of these shows left the endings blank, but... But Maidens of the Savage Season left theirs with everything's been revealed Hanzuki's left their open left it open so why did he leave it open because it could be possible that he may not like what he saw which is not necessarily true but then again you never know I love that they kept that one open I love that how they kept that one open but okay babies of the seventh season was an okay ending and whatnot um, I think that Takagi-san's second season was a mixture of what Hanzuki, without the whole fan service thing, and meeting of the Savage season is, it is the relationship that is what we want, what we as men and sometimes a lot of women wish we all want. And in a way, Blake kind of said it, that's Wilhelm Blake, you know, the one that did the prophecies of America and whatnot. You know how Lost was inspired by William, William, William Blake and, what, and whatnot as well. And towards the end, 
of his prophecies, man and woman in an idealized state are preteens, as it were. So a lot of it you see as the idyllic relationship between those two. There's no kissing, there's no lifting, even though he teased him a lot, he started to become more of a man as he got over the teasing. Basically, this young lady pretty much put him through a test through her teasing. And now the man is starting, and now the young man is starting to pass that test. And by passing that test, she now sees respect in him, especially at that young age. And it also showcases that these two parents and their parents were ra raised them both correctly, even though he's more, he's he's a little bit clueless, that sort of thing and whatnot. They all did their, their family know each other. They're more, they're not siblings, siblings, but they act like siblings and they are growing up with the love and the care and the support and sometimes it's funny sometimes they get into situations that are funny sometimes then they don't get into those type of situations but you can feel the wholeness in that particular series in the second season and Ickling got it correct that this is what the ideal relationship is. And this is, and it brought them to tears because we don't see those types of relationships a lot of times anymore, especially in Japan and most definitely in a lot of places in the rest of the world, in the, in, in the United States and whatnot. What you see is the buffoonery, the cuckoldry, if you want to call it one one sense. You see the trickery the men and women do around this whole thing, and then nothing gets done and everything gets hurt. That's one thing. It was also a rejection to Kage-san of both in a way, did not, is a rejection, they didn't say this show is bad. It's a rejection, they didn't say this show is bad either. It didn't say, oh, fan service is bad or whatnot. It didn't say, it didn't say this thing, talking about says is wrong or either. It's a repudiation of both because in one sense, why should they? have to overemphasize this particular aspect that nobody really has a full grasp of understanding. You know, why would they go through all these particular things in order to have that type of closeness with another person? I think one of the reasons why Tasagi-san be is successful gaining second seasons it was a long way everybody wanted this is because this is what we feel is the ideal but the ideal never meets up with reality and the unfortunate thing is is that a lot of the mistakes a lot of anime fans do is that they tend to 
they tend to bring the same biases they had in the uh -huh. um, animation industry in the West. And they tried to put uh -huh. those same biases in this particular industry, in this particular medium, and it's uh -huh. not working. And it's, and it's stupid in the end of the day. The real reason this has been done is because there is nothing in that particular industry outside of Rick and Morty, outside of other particular the particular shows, as it were, that produces that same type of a connection that Takagi-san can do, that Hansuki can do, even though despite a lot of people call it weed trash, fine, it's fine. But a lot of people have to get, need to get over themselves and need to leave a lot of the biases at the door and see it in ways that these shows, ways that this whole genre, this whole medium in Japan as well can have the space for all three shows to exist and not be seen as failures. Because in America, unfortunately, if you don't beat Rick and Morty, you're considered a failure. If you don't have the same type of look as Rick and Morty, it's considered weak, it's considered, oh, it's not like that. If you don't have the same type of, you know, Rebecca Sugar-like type um show, you won't even get promoted. Cal Arts, the whole nine yards and all, all the rest of these things. A lot of these women want to produce these types of shows. The unfortunate thing is they came from a place and they came from an era and they came from an ideal that ultimately demeans men stupidly, stupidly, excuse me. And it demeans the characterizations of men in a stupid manner. One of the one of the reasons why Steven Universe fails horribly as a show, because a lot of people have said that. Uh, welcome, Ice Cream Bear. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> The phone was off the hook. One of the reasons that show fails horribly, and I do mean horribly, is that the characterization of the male does not evolve beyond the whole thing about who's he holding hands with, that sort of thing. Takagi-san kind of does it in the same way, but the way Takagi-san handles it is that the boy is always frustrated, but sometimes he gets a comeuppance. Steven never gets a chance to become a, a person that he wants to be. Steven in turn has to use in the movie, his dad's powers to save the day. And it's stupid. And the way he went about it is stupid, especially the connotations of what it is this. And this guy, Steven, is basically the rock. He's based on the rock. So why would you do such a thing? 
They never, you see, if you base this character on The Rock, you had to watch WWE Wrestling. And if you didn't watch it, you wouldn't understand. That's why the whole thing does not work with Steven Universe. It just never worked. It never worked at all. But this is the problem with the. But I'm just is getting to the major other the other major problem. The stark reality of these relationships are is that with Hensuki, Takagi-san, others, is that when you saw in Maidens of the Savage Season, is that outside forces destroy the ideals and the upper, the ideals of men's relationships between the opposite sets and destroy women's opportunities, how they see men as protectors of the, uh, as protectors of them and as companions to men in the opposite sets. Outside forces do that. Nobody else does it. So in, in several of the episodes there, especially with the old man, you get the sense that you get the sense that the desperation in Sugarara's heart is so palpable. All right, take care. Um, Brian, thank you for joining us. You saw that thing, you saw that thing so powerfully. The desperation in her heart not to be like, um, uh, not to be like a boring woman or whatnot. So these are the outside influences that prevent women from becoming successful, but women from meeting somebody that will actually bring them success. A man that they actually desire. And Sugarara don't desire anybody at this point, but is trying to see who she is. What is Sets all about? That sort of thing. The fact that she has to go to someone older. And the interesting part is, is the way she handled it when she's about to do it and about to make a mistake. A lot of women in this world go through that particular mistake at that type of age. But not a lot of them make the same move that Shigeru did to that old man. Not a lot of them did. All the women came together after in Maidens of the Savage Season. All of them came together and said that the pregnancy of their friend preventing her from continuing school was wrong. But this is where this whole thing falls apart. And I do mean it falls apart minimalously. This thing falls apart for one reason and one reason only. And I mean this to be honest. And I'm not saying their emotions were wrong on a whole nine yards and whatnot. But here is the problem 
with this. And this is where the whole narrative of the series falls apart. And why I say Hanzuki's a little bit better. You understand? With all these characters and whatnot, and the this and it, the way they handled the pregnancy storyline should have been done in a much more, much more honest fashion. It was not done honestly. These girls are confused about sex, and nobody anywhere close to them, anybody with any sort of authority and respect of them and this is how what the old man and this is uh, what i think maidens is saying on the background that the old people are have lost control of the narrative of how to handle young people in in that in that particular sense because of their old biases of their older biases and so on and I think that's one of the reasons why he used the old man and the teachers all confused and whatnot and how he he and how they trapped the teacher and how to free their friend and what have you and um that's one way to see it um that's one way of seeing it the way they handled the uh, um, pregnancy thing should have been done in a much different fashion. But another thing that needs to be explained is that this is a thing concerning the real and the fake and how audiences have forgotten how to separate each. I know there's uh, a, a person who follows me on instead uh, follows this particular account on Instagram that has complained about fire force in certain ways and i just want to say something about that and why it's connected to each of these shows here's the thing that people need to understand we have made a mistake in america especially with animation concerning maturity and seriousness and I think one of the reasons what Japan does, and I think it did, is to break the sentence, to is to use fan service to remind us this is a show. It is not to be taken so seriously as it were. It's a break in the action. I can't believe she would do this. I, I, I remember this is a show. This is to remind people this is a show. This is a show. It's not gonna change people's lives. It's gonna great animation, all the rest of it. Fantastic did, just with it. But reminder, folks, this is the, the, the titillation is to break the action. It's to break the action in the middle of the scene to remind you, this is just a show, folks. Don't take it as life or death. The whole world will change from it and all the rest of it. We used to do that in the West, but we did it in a different way. We focused more on the comedic side instead of the ancient side. And sometimes with the ancient side, we had to have the break with the comedy and whatnot. But here's what happened. And this is the sad truth. With the break in the action, as the decade come by and we brought in more geek culture, more nerd culture, that sort of thing. They wanted to take things more seriously. You saw it with the end of, of Marvel, of Marvel's Avengers Endgame, that people started crying in the streets uncontrollably. The emotions started to rise up. 
They waited 10 years. It's now over. They released their emotions in one fell swoop and they broke down and cried like a bunch of children. You see, now a lot of Japanese businessmen and all the rest of these things and whatnot, they want that type of feeling and all the rest of these things. But one of the things they also realize is that this is a show. We produce entertainment. And then some people might consider that, look, you're not being serious. But this is a way to become serious. This is another way to showcase how serious this is. And with Hanzuki and the way they handle it well is that, oh, these are the little tropes. How do we play with these tropes? And Hanzuki played these tropes by using a mystery surrounding all of these tropes. So... We're looking for these panties, and then we're doing panty rays, all the rest of these things, but it's a mystery on who really loves me in this life, like I said earlier. And it's fascinating. And for those nine episodes, they competed with some of the best, even though they weren't the fully the best, but it could, but it kept people in the show. And it gave people more emotional uh, uh, weight to the character, each of the characters in the whole series. And even Silk, he helped his best friend go out with the other girl, and now they're in a relationship, which may be a little bit weird. And especially you saw the day that when we remember the scene where he tried to call the cops because they were trying to do something in school, and he called like, um, my brother. Uh, ain't, there ain't nothing happening. Ain't nothing happening. Ain't nothing happening, bro. I thought something was about to happen. There's the show right there. There's one of the part of that shows right there. He tried to help his friend. He helped his bro out. Now, that's another thing that was missing in uh, um. There was another miss the thing that was missing in um Maidens of the Savage Season. They were helping his bro out. Bros need to help each other out. It happened in Hizuki. It didn't really happen in Takagi-san, but it happened. It didn't happen in Made of the Day, but it happened in Hizuki. He helped his brother out get his girl, and she helped him try to figure out who loved him. Everybody in Hizuki respected each other, but you cannot have that type of show. When everybody complaining about fan service, the fan service made the show work because everybody was in trying to figure out who in the world will leave such a thing right in front of that dude's face. Who would do such a thing? We're trying to find out because it could be something. It could be teacher, it could be this, that, and the other thing. Would we do that? But once he found out, he's trying to get step back and say, should I really be doing this? Look, man, I, you help me out. I'm going to help you out. You not, the, you not related. You, you're adopted. Come on, man. Ain't that serious? You help me out. I'll help you out. There was none of that in Majors of the Savage Season, which also hurt the friend, which also hurt that show. 
And Takagi San is a little different because, you know, they're still on the cootie things and whatnot. But Hanzuki, you see, every interaction with the characters, both the male and the female leads, were were well written. As, I, as far as I know, it was well written. And I think that Hanzuki took a lot of experience from Golden Boy, all the rest of it, but they made this show work because of it. They made that show work, and that show worked successfully because of that as well. There is that concept. And here's another thing that people need to also understand about this particular thing before I close it up today. Hinzuki also did something about calligraphy and the concept of how they use the word Hinzuki or hentai or all the rest of these things as well. Hentai and henshin, transformation and mutation. It's also called mutation. It's also called change. It's also said peculiarness. You saw in the calligraphy scenes that they do. So they try to practice calligraphy in, uh, in one of the halls, as it were. You saw it in that particular thing, how they use it. It is also called change. So the young man started to see the change in the respect that each of the female leads had with him as the mystery started to deepen. Now, everybody could see the mystery at the way, but the journey through the changes that he had brought into his life, into his friend's life, into all the girls, made him more respectable to each of them, especially when he got sick. They tried to come in and say, hey, what's up? How you doing? That sort of thing. These are all friends of his. Now, this is the ideal of what a teenage boy should go through. What the other show does, maybe just a savage season does, it showcases what females see men do and how they go through and how they act and how they go through those particular things. And both of them are not wrong, but the ideal is closer to Takagi-san. The men's ideal is closer to where Hanzuki is, the reality is much closer to what Maidens of the Savage Season is despite its misgivings on all on certain aspects of that particular narrative, but the true reality of what we are all facing, unfortunately, is the issues that we see today with Bad Girls Club and whatnot in these particular um, westernized uh, in the particular Western media, as it were. And each of these particular shows need to be commended for showing that in a whole, and as a whole, as, as an anime as a whole, regardless of what people say or whatnot, regardless of the changes or whatnot, it shows that artists 
can be the heroes. And the hero can be the artist. You see, it takes an artistic mind to navigate through what he, what Lead and Hazuki had to go through in order to figure out who would do such a thing and who says really likes me and left a note with that particular particular of garment in his locker, who would do such a thing? But it takes an artist to learn through all of these particular challenges that he went through and surprises with these challenges. Hizuki reminds me a lot of gold about Golden Boy, but not as explicit as it. And that's why I say Hizuki was a better show than Maiden of the Savage Season. A way better show because the male ideal as he grows older is this type of relationship not totally sexualized, but where all the women want to be with him and all the men want and all the men respect him and all the women want to be with him. In that particular sense, he's an alpha. In another sense, with Takagi-san, this young boy struggling through all the written is starting to pass the test and starting to gain the respect of the young lady, Takagi. And that respect is showing up that he's starting to get stronger and he said and he's starting to learn how to protect so now he will get that type of respect in the future as he grows up with meetings of the savage season you have these particular females trying to figure out what sex is and whatnot and him being caught by that day and the whole things about trains and pornography and all the rest of it and how they handle the concept of hentai, of the concept of transformation, of of discovering all of this, outside of the two major plot points there, they handle it well. And the Yuri subplot was handled much more beautifully than all the other ones, with maybe the exception of, there's a couple of them I can't mention at this particular time because I'm running out of time, excuse me. But that is one way of handling it as well. They handled it that well, and it fit well. Did it happen before? Did it happen after? Did it took place during their marriage? It doesn't matter. It left that open-ended the same way that Hizuki left it open-ended. But this pre-shows showcases that there is a wealth and a depth to this genre that it can have bad years, but in the bad year, it can have bad years, it can have so-so years. It can have dramatic years that it changes whole industries overnight. They can't do the same things they did before. And a lot of America's problems, especially in the animation industry, is that they were convinced, or a lot of the executives in these particular animation houses have been convinced that the people, they said, oh, we love the Japanese anime, let's do something of that similar nature and whatnot, would he step up to the challenge and be able to succeed haven't done so with the exception of the some of the theatrical side, mostly on the Disney side. It is because of that you need to see 
for the very first time that this genre and why it's being attacked is because there's space for every emotion to be seen as it is and what it could be on its highest level. Artists as heroes sees the aesthetics of life as the most important thing over every other thing else in one's life. And through all this art, whether it's weak or not, it's not as movement, it's not in all the rest of these things, but the space that this is given, the space that it is given, you have to commend each of these works on its own merits as how this business, despite all the detractors and all that they can, can, can succeed, thrive, and prosper. And now we're going through a particular time, especially in the media where everybody's being attacked because of certain emotions they have not been fully gotten through of, or these emotions are being manipulated in order to bring a result that will make other people successful who should not be successful. But in that particular sense, all this genre has to do is wait and see itself. And if it waits enough, and become successful enough throughout the next few years, you're going to see amazing things happen. That's all that needs to be said about that particular aspect. But you also have to witness before I end it today, and we can move on, is that we have an over justification and a over socialification of how Westerners see the medium. Is that they will give, I was saying this earlier, but here it is. But here's my final thought about this particular thing. These reviewers take more Joshi aspects or shoujo aspects and think this is what anime should be that's not correct you saw it with Hinzuki, you see it with Arafuta, you see it with a lot of other shows with Konosaba and all the rest of them and with uh, uh, Goblin Slayer and Rising of the Shield Hero you saw it with each of these particular shows the thing that you need to recognize and the thing you need to understand is that, unfortunately, we, a lot of these reviewers and a lot of us, unfortunately, a lot of us fans are seeing, have a view of anime through a female lens. Even though that a lot of anime is seen or is viewed in a female lens or is based for females in certain ways. That's not necessarily wrong. But Hinzuki gets damned for what it is, even though with all the characterizations are, per are well done, all the things the, ma the main character did were, was something what 
what makes a hero a hero, that sort of thing. He's loved by the characters, that sort of thing. He's not a self-insert. He has some doubts about a lot of things as well. He tries to keep everything on even keel. He gets played. He plays down. It's a back and forward, and you can see the beauty in that. But he gets down because it's fan service. But that's seeing it through a male gaze that don't really exist. Or something what they call toxic masculinity, which doesn't really exist. A made-up word by people who never been in a relationship with a female. I never seen the pain and know how to get through that particular type of pain. But meanings of the Savage Asian, they will give it overly more praise than Hanzuki or me or Takagi-san. And that's not fair. Because it's done somewhat in a Western context. That not, doesn't make it bad, but you gotta see what the context is and why they spread that type of context. But in closing, each of these three show showcases another huge successful summer season for the genre, for the for the medium. That means that the fall season and the new spring season have to step it up because the next summer season is going to be absolutely crazy. Well, parts of the summer season going to be somewhat delayed because the Olympics next year. Hopefully, I'll be there. This fall season got to step it up. In some ways, the Japanese culture is changing because it's moving to a new era called rerun what it does and how we see things has happened. I want you to see these shows in different lights. I don't want you to see them as the way other people see them or what your biases see them. See them for other ways. If you see them in different ways, you might learn something about how they handle these particular narratives. And then you can figure out what makes the show work and what makes the show don't work. Give it some thought as we go beyond our boundary. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time on Kagan No Side.